People ask me all the time what I do to care for my skin. First, I have to admit, I've got good genes from my mom and dad. But to be honest, it's really a lot more than that. And maybe not what you think. You see, what we put in makes just as much difference as what we put on. And I mean, spiritually, physically, and topically. It's a little like staying alive on the campaign trail. Well, it's been a couple of years since I taught a class on healthy living with my friends and I've decided to start another one. Listen, I love learning from these guys. You guys are going to love them too. Dr. Edie Wadsworth, Candace Crabtree, and of course, Melissa Crabtree are making up the dream team that's coming with me to teach you and you're not going to want to miss it. We're going to cover hormones, stress, sleep, weight loss, roller coaster emotions, and of course, topical skincare. And I'm going to tell you my favorites and let you in on my routine. This class is open to anybody who's already in my oily family or who doesn't have an active Young Living account, meaning you can't have ordered within the last 12 months. I don't want to take anybody away from somebody else's oily family. Listen, you guys, this is going to be awesome. The class is August 8th through 11th happening on Facebook. Go to thebusymom.com forward slash oils and get all the details. Hey, everybody, this is Heidi St. John. And as you guys know, I am taking a little bit of a vacation this week for the next few days. I'm going to be airing some of my favorite episodes of the Heidi St. John podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about why I think anyone can homeschool. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. So thanks for tuning in today to Off the Bench with Heidi St. John. Uh, Wow. So many things happening in the news, and I have decided just because of all the questions I'm getting from you, particularly about homeschooling, that I'm going to continue here just to focus on solutions. So solutions, yesterday we talked a little bit about prepping the day before that. We were really just talking about uh, how God provides and just the, you know, we don't need to live in this constant place of fear and anxiety, because even though we're in a season of grieving, many of us grieving in the country, grieving for our nation, grieving for what we have allowed to have happen, uh, a lot of that, by the way, a result of the school system, there's grace in it. And I really want to today just focus on solutions. And so there's a lot of, you know, there's a whole lot of people talking right now about what's wrong with the you know, what's going on in the um, in the culture right now, and particularly as it relates to how we are moving more towards socialism, more toward Marxism. That's absolutely the case. And uh, we don't want to be caught up in it anymore. And I've been talking about this for a long time. I'm going to see if I can't get my friend Sam Sorbo to come back on the show with me here pretty soon. But the truth of the matter is we need to focus on the importance of training our children in righteousness. Before I continue any more today, I want to remind you of a couple of things that are coming up. First of all, we're working really hard over here uh, at putting together a speaking tour for my speaking season. If you are interested in hosting me, I have, there's two ways that you can do it. You can bring me to speak for your event or I can bring my own event to you. That event is called Faith That Speaks. It's really a Saturday. I can do a Friday night and a Saturday or just a Saturday um, or just a one-day event. doesn't necessarily have to be a Saturday. But my women's conference is called Faith That Speaks. And I've been doing this for many years around the country. My goal, and I can see it actually even being more important now than it's ever been before, is to teach women and teens really, that our faith should never be hidden under a bushel. 
it should always be a faith that speaks. This is our our whole job in the middle of the Rona, in the middle of this insanity that we find around us and what's happening with social media right now. And certainly what's, what's happened to me uh, yesterday on social media and all the things that we're dealing with, which I'm not even going to talk to you about today because I don't want to get derailed by it. But the goal for a Christian is always discipleship. It is uh, making disciples of other people, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. It's being an ambassador for Jesus. Our lives here should have eternal purpose. It doesn't mean that we stick our head in the sand. It doesn't mean that we, you know, that we're so, you know, one of my big frustrations with the modern church is that it has decided it's so woke to social justice and all these other things that they become so heavenly minded with this new idea of what heaven on earth should look like that they're actually literally of no earthly good. And discipleship is key in all of that. Discipleship is absolutely key. And so I want to point you guys today, we're going to talk about education. I really decided, you know, this week, given the amount of emails I'm getting and just frustrated people people who are sad and grieving, I'm focusing this week really on encouraging you. These are things you can do. Like we can we can um, be prepared in our homes for emergencies. We can find grace in the grieving and we can direct the education of our children and we can teach our children, uh, train them up in righteousness. These are things we can do no matter who is in political power, no matter, no matter which party's in political power, no matter how many drag queen story hours come to your neck of the woods. It doesn't mean that you throw in the towel and you stop uh, fighting for righteousness and you stop speaking truth, but it does mean that we need to keep the first things first. And there are really few things in life that I feel pretty good at. Um, I love to write, you know, think about the things that, that the Lord's called you to do and equipped you to do with me today. Okay. I was thinking about that this morning. I really love to write. I love to speak. When I'm in front of an audience, the Lord has gifted me in that way. And I know it's kind of an unusual gifting, but when I'm doing that, I really feel like I'm I'm doing what I was created to do. When we are training people, here's how you start a homeschool resource center. Here's how you can start homeschooling. The Lord has given me the gift of communication. I like to organize things. Uh, I can cook a mean bowl of soup <laughs> and I, I keep a, a reasonably clean house. But there's one task that brings me to my knees more quickly than any other. And that is parenting. And parenting right now, as I've got, you know, lots of adult children, most of my kids are grown now. So I'm not actively parenting. I'm more in the in the uh, shepherding mode and just uh, cheerleading and coaching from the sidelines when they ask for my help. But I'll tell you what, in the middle of all this stuff, in the middle of the Rona, in the middle of the lockdowns, watching what's happening to my state, um, it's challenging. It's really challenging. And if we, you know, growing up, I did not see a lot of parenting modeled very well for me. And when my children were little, we always had that one child, right? Who manages to, you know, stomp on my, you know, my very last nerve every single day. What about the one who simply insists on learning every life lesson the hard way. In the middle of, of the Rona, you guys, we still are parenting our kids, right? In the middle of all this stuff, we still want to be uh, reaching the heart of our children and doing what God's asked us to do. And uh, I I know that um, some of you are struggling with with parenting and shepherding your kids right now. And I, I learned some hard lessons when my kids were little. I realized about a week after my daughter, Savannah, my oldest daughter was born, that raising her was something I wasn't going to be able to do alone. I wasn't equipped on my own. I needed help. 
I needed divine wisdom. I needed patience. I needed perspective. And so if you're in that place right now, if you're just at the end of your rope, tie a knot with me today and hang on because God is at the ready. His word is the only parenting manual that you're truly ever going to need. I hope you'll run out and buy Becoming Mom Strong. I hope you'll grab prayers for the battlefield and Bible promises for moms. And I hope you'll listen to this podcast and I hope it encourages you. But if Heidi St. John goes off the air tomorrow, which given the way we're going is a very real possibility. If I go off the air tomorrow, if they decide, hey, we're going to crack down on free speech and we're not going to let those crazy Christians talk anymore. You guys, all you need is access to the word of God. The Bible is really the only parenting manual ever need. You need to know it to be able to go to the Lord every day for the wisdom that you need to shepherd your children in times like this. And as you study God's word and you lay out your daily agenda to the Lord in prayer, guess what's going to happen? He's going to give you strength. He's going to partner with you and your spouse as you raise your children the way that God has asked you to. These are kids that God has entrusted to your care. The Bible says in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 15, we will speak the truth in love, growing in every way more like Christ, who is the head of his body, the church. That's God's heart for you. And he says, tell your children the truth. We are called to speak the truth in love. You guys, we're on a battlefield right now, more than I have ever seen in my lifetime. And the Bible says that though we're human, we don't wage war like humans do. As believers, we use God's mighty weapons. This is 2 Corinthians 10, not worldly weapons to knock down the strongholds of human reasoning and destroy false arguments. Instead, we destroy every proud obstacle that keeps people from knowing God. We capture their rebellious thoughts and teach them to obey Christ. This is what we're supposed to be doing. You say, well, I don't know how to do that. Guess what? The Bible teaches us in James 1, if we need wisdom, we should ask it from God. And the Bible says he'll give it to us and he won't rebuke you for asking. And today I want to focus for just a moment on education. And I know I've talked about this before, but to me, it has become so, so glaringly obvious now. Tomorrow, we're going to address something else you can do. I'm going to be talking uh, to a guest tomorrow uh, about how you can protect your children against pornography, how you can train them up so that they recognize, oh, that's not good. And they come and they talk to you about it. This, This requires intentionality on your part. And I heard a mom the other day, and I just, I, I want to address this. You know, somebody said, well, my, my children um, need to be salt and light in the school. And I am so frustrated by this line of thinking, this line of thinking that says that it is, um, it is the child's job to be the salt and the light. It is such a cop-out in the, uh, for the role of a parent, honestly. And I was thinking about how Jesus, you know, when Jesus was educated there, you know, the Bible doesn't say that Jesus ever got sent to school. His mama didn't pack him up a lunch and send him to be at school. And in fact, the first time that we see him on the scene, he was reasoning as a young man at the Bible. Most Bible scholars think he was maybe 13, somewhere between the ages of 11 and 13. And he had been with his family and he ended up going to the temple and engaging the teachers there. The Bible says in Luke chapter two, verse 46, after three days, they found him in the temple. This young man, we do not require much of our young men or our young women. 
After three days, they found Jesus in the temple, sitting among the teachers, listening to them and asking questions. Here is a young man, Jesus, who his parents had been training up. I'm sure he was probably a pretty easy kid to train up since he was, you know, Jesus. (laughs) People always say, can you imagine, you know, Mary's, Mary, what she would have gone through raising Jesus. And I've been like, I I think that would have been like raising the son of God. Pretty easy. (laughs) But look what happened to him. When his parents, and they were frustrated. Remember his mama couldn't find him. And when she finally found him, the Bible says that he submitted to them and he returned home with them. And I heard a mom say the other day, well, it's, it's not my job to shelter my children to keep them, uh, to have them out into the world, to teach them how to, how to act in the world and how to behave in the world. And so my response to her, because we're very well versed in the pandemic now, aren't we? We all know what happens when there's a virus with a 99.9% survival rate. What happened to the schools? They shut them down. We shut the schools down and we pulled our kids out of schools. And let me tell you what, right now, mom and dad, if you knew for one moment that there was a virus in the school, with a 50% survival rate, what would you do? Would you say, oh, I don't have enough money. Oh, I don't have enough patience. Oh, I don't have enough time. No. You pull your child out of that school and you would do whatever it took to keep your child safe. Because the stakes would be real to you. You would be saying to yourself, I don't want my child to die. Listen, you guys, the plague that is being perpetrated against our children right now is so Uh, It is so evil that our children are being brainwashed every single day and not being trained in righteousness. So everything that you do at home is being undone when they go to school. It's so important. And we've learned that if there's a virus with a 99.9% survival rate, we're going to pull our kids out of school. And I'm here to tell you that the pandemic, the spiritual pandemic, the brainwashing, the Marxism, the communism, the the wokeism. This uh, 1619 project and the rewriting of our history, they're teaching children to hate this country. And we're just now starting to see the fruit of it. If you guys are homeschooling in the fall and you are looking for a program for language arts, I want to recommend to you the Institute for Excellence in Writing. And recently I've been hearing from you asking, what do I buy? IEW has a lot of things that they're offering. So I want you guys to start with something I have loved and used with my kids. It's called Structure and Style for Students. Check it out and try three weeks for free at IEW.com forward slash Heidi. Pull your children out of public school. Education is the front lines. When people say to me, well, Heidi, you know, uh, if we take all the children out of the good children out of public school, then who'll be left? And I always tell them the good Christian teachers, hopefully I'm not opposed at all to having good Christian teachers in the schools. I just don't think that Christian kids should be in there. There's no place for children. It's the front lines more deadly than any war that has ever been fought anywhere in the world is what's happening in our schools right now. And if you really understood what was happening to your children every day when you send them off to school, you would never give them, you wouldn't, if you knew there was a battle raging on the front lines of a war somewhere, and I'm talking weapons here, I'm talking guns and swords and hand grenades, hand-to-hand combat, mortal combat, you would never wake your kid up at 6.30 in the morning, make them a sack lunch, pat them on the head, and put them on a shuttle bus to the front lines. 
But that's what we're doing every single day when we send our children to the front lines. And you can't get away from it just because your kid is doing virtual school right now. You absolutely cannot get away from it. And so I think that the time for Christian parents to make excuses for why they can't do it is over. Because the Bible says that you'll know a tree by its fruit. And the fruit that's coming off of the public school system is rotten to the core. These are things that you can do. At the beginning of the Rona, I recorded a series of videos. and I'm going to direct you there today. You can go to learnathome.today. Learnathome.today. And I recorded some videos, just basic videos, how you can get started, multi-level teaching, uh, home, you know, homeschooling on a shoestring, those kinds of things. But I want to encourage you right now that the children that you are raising belong to the Lord. They do not belong to you. They are on loan to you. The Bible says, train up a child in the way he should go. And when he's old, he's not, he won't depart from it. Is it any wonder, you guys, that we send our children to Rome for 12 years in a row and then they come out as Romans and we stand around and shake our heads and say, what happened? The most important thing that we will ever do for our children is to train them in the word of God. And you know what? You, it doesn't have to be this, you know, uh, super legalistic, sit down, here's what we're going to do. I always thought, you know, in our home, when our kids were growing up, I wanted to make it a sweet time for them. I wanted them to be so excited to come in and and learn God's word with us. My husband and I wrote a Bible study curriculum for families. It has activities in it for little kids, you know, little kids, and I'm talking kids who can just barely hold a crayon all the way up to high school. It's called Firmly Planted Family. And I want you guys to check it out. Firmly Planted Family, it's, um, it's, it's basically a Bible study that's for families. The other thing that we started, obviously, is Mom Strong International. We're finishing uh, going through the book of Revelation this month. This month. Next month, I'm going to take you guys through the book of Titus. Wow. The book of Titus has a whole lot to say about how we should be living in difficult days. And these are difficult days. But guess what? God has victory for you right in the middle of it. Your worst day of homeschooling, I promise you, is going to be better in the long run for your child than their best day in a a public education system where they're being told that there are 365 genders and that their gender is malleable and that communism is a good thing and that the 1619 project is actually, you know, it's real and systemic racism is being uh, taught in the schools right now via critical race theory. These are the things that are actually happening and you can take your children out of, out of, public school and you can do a better job. Anyone can homeschool. Anyone. If Heidi St. John can do it, trust me, you guys, when I say Heidi St. John, the girl that couldn't keep houseplants alive. If Heidi St. John can do it, you can do it. People say, well, I can't afford to stay home with my children. And can I just tell you right now where there's a willer's way? I'm going to go back to, I just, I'm t- I just think we need to stop making excuses. If you knew that if you sent your child to school, they were going to drop over dead from a virus, would you send them? Would you say, well, I just don't have the money? Nope, you wouldn't. I promise you would not do that. And I know a handful of single moms who homeschool. And no, they're not surviving solely on alimony. <laughs> Many of them are doing what I did when we started homeschooling. And I was working nights in the hospital and I was selling Tupperware and I was doing all kinds of things. 
You can start a blog. You can start a podcast. You guys have been hearing me talk about Anchor. There's lots of different things, lots of different ways that you can bring income in. Don't sacrifice your children on the altar of wanting to make money. Don't do it. It's not worth it. All these objections that I hear uh, to homeschool our kids. And I just, I want to point you guys back again to the Lord. Because God has for you in his word answers. And he's going to help you do the thing that you didn't think that you could do. And honestly, I think that's what God's been doing in the homeschool movement for a long, long time. Taking ordinary moms like Heidi St. John and equipping them to do something that feels extraordinary. Because we know that in and of ourselves, we weren't going to be able to do it, but because of the grace and mercy of God, he was able to uh, show us what we were supposed to do at just the right time. Was it perfect? No. There were days when I was just like, what in the world am I doing? What this homeschool thing? I'll tell you what right now. I don't even want to do it anymore. And the Lord said, my grace is sufficient. Hang in there. Hang in there. Every, anybody can homeschool. Anyone can do it. And it has a lot to do with just the love of your children. And just saying, Lord, you know, you might even say, Lord, I don't want to do this. That's what I did when I started. <laughs> Lord, I don't want to do this. And he said, my grace is sufficient for you. And I'm telling you what, that decision, the decision that Jay and I made that, that year to pull our daughter out of the public school system was the single most impactful parenting decision that we ever made. It was the best decision. Apart from introducing our children to Jesus Christ, that was the best decision that we ever made. The Lord will help you. And there are so many resources. So you guys check out the website. Uh, I mean, you go to my blog and you, if you just even, you know, search engine, Heidi St. John homeschooling, I've written ad nauseum about homeschooling. I've written books on homeschooling. Check out the Busy Homeschool Mom's Guide to Daylight, How to Fit Your Size 16 Day into a Size 10. How do I do these things? How do I get, you know, dinner on the table and still teach my children? And by the way, people say, well, homeschooling, you know, I got to do everything. No, it just means that you're in charge of your child's education. You are in the driver's seat. So you know who's teaching your child algebra and you know who's teaching your child how to read. And you, I mean, you really know him. Luke 640, when a student is fully trained, he'll be like his teacher. Which leaves me with one more thing to say. When a student is fully trained, he'll be like his teacher. So what are we like? Are we giving our children role models that they can look up to? Or are we complaining? Are we griping? Are we drinking too much? Are we, are we not doing what God's asked us to do? do? Do our children see us not walking in obedience to the Lord? If that's the case, then we got some soul searching to do with the Lord. And you know what? He'll help you do that too because he's good like that. He's good like that. So I'm just going to encourage you as you're listening, you know, this week, like I said, this whole week has just been, for me at least, just dedicated to the, to the idea of helping you move in a positive direction in the middle of all the insanity around you. I know a lot of you are frustrated and tired and weary, and that's why we love Jesus so much because he said, come to me, all you who are burdened and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. It comes from above. It really does. You guys can do this thing. I want to say thanks to everybody who has been uh, writing in and encouraging us, uh, especially those of you who are uh, sending in financial support 
to Richard and Denise in Nebraska. Thank you guys so much. Such an encouragement. Thank you for uh, loving on us in a practical way. Thank you guys for telling people about the podcast, for leaving reviews for it. Um, If the podcast is an encouragement to you and you want to write to us or you want to support the ministry, you can do that in the show notes today. I'll link back to you. You can go to HeidiStJohn.com forward slash give, G-I-V-E. If you're interested in starting a homeschool resource center, if you are interested in uh, leaving a question for me that I can answer at Mailbox Monday, please do that by going to HeidiStJohn.com forward slash Mailbox Monday, or you can go to anchor.fm forward slash Heidi forward slash message. And you can leave a voicemail there. You guys, we love you. We're praying for you. I hope that when you uh, hear these podcasts, that they encourage you to spur you on to love the Lord better and to love your people better and to not give up and to not lose hope and to not grow weary in doing good. Because the Bible says that you will reap a harvest of joy if you don't give up. Joy is coming. I believe that the return of the Lord is imminent. That's why we're studying uh, Revelation right now. Hope you guys will join me, MomStrong International. At some point this spring, we're going to go through Becoming MomStrong again. It's been several years since I published that book, and I know a lot of you are asking to go through it with me. And so we're going to go through Becoming MomStrong again. Wow, what a good time, right? And after that... We're going to keep on encouraging each other. We're going to do it until the Lord returns. All right. We love you guys. Have a great day. Please remember to leave reviews for the podcast over at iTunes and for uh, reviews for my book, wherever books are sold. Thank you so much for loving on us so well, you guys. And I'm going to see you back here with a very special guest tomorrow. And I will meet you at the intersection of faith and culture. For more encouragement, visit me online at thebusymom.com.